Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Lanelle Willingham here with you on Burgundy and Gold today. The new midday show here in town. The combination of myself, the legend, Scott Jackson, and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. We got to cover weekdays 12 to 3 right here on the Team 980. The best Washington Commanders coverage in town. We got expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy in gold history. We promised you expert analysis, and right now on the Team 980 guest hotline, we have just that, one of the best in the business. David Aldridge of The Athletic is joining us right now. You can follow him on Twitter, at David Aldridge DC. What's going on, DA? I'm good, Lena. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I've been better. I've been better, I'll say that. Been better, we'll, okay. We'll get, right to the, <laughs> we'll get right to the meat of this thing, my man, because we've been talking about it all show long here. D, I want to first off ask you this question. Based off of everything that's transpired through the first three weeks for Washington, how dare I say a week four game is a must win, but is week <laughs> four against the Dallas Cowboys a must win game for this franchise? What did, uh, what did Jay, Gray, Jay Gruden say? Red alert game or something <laughs> like Code that? red? <laughs> Code red, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah pretty, pretty close. Not not. I mean, with the extra game, you have a little bit more leeway. But I doubt there's many teams that have come back from one and three um, to make the playoffs, even though there's lots more playoff spots than there used to be. Um, Yeah, I I think this is pretty close to a must-win game. Because while the schedule will get easier... Does it, though? I, I just... I just... Love the, this notion that people you see hear from some people that well they could you know that there's all these winnable games but guess what all those teams are saying guess what we get to play the commanders <laughs> I'm telling you we can win that game you know that's a winnable game for us you know like it goes both ways so um, yeah it's it's going to be it, it it's going to be difficult to go o two down o two to the two best teams in the division and this is what I wrote about this week is that once again we see that the commanders do not seem to be very competitive when either the Eagles or Cowboys are healthy. Yeah. You know, they, they can beat them when they're playing their third string quarterback, but when those teams are healthy, they seem to have real problems staying competitive with them. And they did not look very competitive Sunday. Yeah. Let's go back to Sunday here for a second. I want to ask you just about the atmosphere and environment out there at FedEx field 
Mm-hmm. We always talk about you know how we want this team to come out in waves to support this club, but let's be quite frank. The product on the field hasn't been good enough to warrant a capacity crowd week in and week out. How far do you think this team is from, from getting this fan base back? And what do you think is the number one thing that needs to happen to get this fan base back? Well, winning. I mean, obviously, that's the, you know, winning makes everything palatable. So, yeah, no, they got to win games. They got to win a lot more games than they've, they've won, and they've got to do it over a multiple year period. I mean, it's no secret to this. When you win, people show up. Um, so they've got to get back to where they were 30 years ago, which was a year in, year out contending team. And it's hard for people your age and younger that they may not remember that, but right. this used to be. <laughs> one of the best teams and best pro, best organizations in football. And everybody, when I was growing up, I mean, you just always like, yeah, they're going 10 and six. That's minimum, you know, right. like it's always always like, yeah, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of who do they play. So they're Did, not, that's what they got to get back to. It's so, it sounds like almost an alternate reality you're speaking from when you talk <laughs> about this, because I have right. not, I, I was saying to the listeners earlier, 2007 was really when I started following this team very closely and you've seen multiple head coaches since then. Ron Rivera obviously has been tasked with taking this team and maneuvering them through all the dysfunction off the field. Assess yeah. his the job he's done as a coach on the field from your perspective as somebody who's seen multiple coaches come through here in the years. I mean, they've look, they've gotten kind of the big things right or better. Um, they're not a train wreck in terms of, personnel and, and, and signing the wrong people and paying free agents that aren't worth it tens of millions of dollars and being in, in cap hell. Um, but they're still not where I think they should be after two plus years of somebody who's, who said that he wants to change the culture. And he has changed the culture in that regard, in one regard, but it, but at the the bottom line is still what do you do in the football field? Yep. And there's still too much distance again between the type of team that they are and the type of team that you see other teams are every Sunday and Monday night. Like if you watch Denver and San Francisco Sunday night, mm-hmm. you know neither of them were very good offensively. It was pretty pretty bad. But you saw defenses flying around. You saw defenses putting people on the ground. You saw defenses making play after play after play to keep their teams in the game. And you just don't see that here. And you've got a head coach who was a defensive guy, who was a linebacker, you, you know, a de- another defensive a coordinator who was a defensive guy um, who played in the league, who was a former head coach. And I just, you just do not see the results of what you should see from people who know what they're doing and who are, who are good at teaching what they want to the players. It doesn't show up on Sunday. That's yeah. what I keep saying. It's not <laughs> showing up on Sunday. Yeah. All the things that you say you're doing and all, every week is a great week of practice and the guys are really working hard and they're improving and they're, it doesn't show up on Sunday. Yeah, and, and that's the more frustrating thing within the fan base because we all know it, it takes a quarterback, right, realistically, to get the, to get a football team over the hump. Obviously, this team mm-hmm. pitched their wagon to Carson Wentz this summer based on what you've seen from him through the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
he can get back to what we saw in week one, or do you think the last two weeks in the first half are pretty much what we're going to see the rest of the year? Well, until they until they keep him from getting hit 17 times in a game, nothing <laughs> nothing is going to matter. Um, they they've got to figure this offensive line thing out. Like it's not it's not even close to being good enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the last two weeks. I mean. Aiden Hutchinson was going to make the Pro Bowl until they started blocking. I mean, they left the tight end and tight end and the block them yeah. along with the you know and so and the same thing happened this week. You know now look, some of those sacks are on on Wentz, no question. He held the ball too long a couple times. Um, could have made a, a a throw. Would have could have checked down to guys that were open. Um, instead, he kept you know. But part of that is also. You know, maybe you need to get you need to cut back on the five and seven step drops if your guys can't block long enough for it to be effective. You know, maybe you need to go to a three step to some three step drops and some hitches and some quick some bubble screens and things where the ball gets out of Wentz's hands quick. Yeah, um, it's not ideal, I know, because you've got the personnel that can do more than that outside, but your offensive line personnel the last two weeks has not been able to hold up long enough to to keep your quarterback upright. And guess what? You know, Micah Parsons huh. next week. Licking his chops. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and D.A., so. the thing that's got me frustrated, though, is Ron Rivera yesterday when he spoke to the media was probably mm-hmm. more impassioned than I've, than I've heard him, you know, in his entire tenure here. Really right. going back and saying, look, we're trying these things. We're, we're, we're doing these, these different things to try to get guys to be successful. It's not like we're not trying – I've reached the point with Ron Rivera. He is 15 and 22 here. Washington, yeah. not nine of those 22 losses have come by 14 or more points. I understand yeah. he was tasked to come in here and change this culture, but at some point, you've got to get the right football people in the building again. And right now, well, Ron yeah, Rivera is just not yeah. cutting it for me. Well, they're, they're not, again, it's not, they played 12 quarters of football. And out of those 12, you would say four. We're good, right? Like yeah. the first half against Jacksonville and the second half against Detroit, right? Yeah. Um, you know, where you would go, yeah, that looks pretty good. You know, that looks like the kind of – that looks like a team that can be competitive. Um, so just it's just not good enough what, what they're doing. And, and, again, if they're not – I don't know what else you can do. If they're not following your instructions, then get people in who will follow your instructions. Yeah. You're allowed to bench people. You're allowed to, to take people out of the lineup. And, um, you know, presumably you have 53 guys on the roster so that you can do that if you need to in a given week. So, um, again, I just – it just the, – the, the, they had – you know, they had seven – they gave up seven plays in the first half. Of fifteen or more yards in one half, seven, one half, and that doesn't even count the two pis that were each more than fifteen yards that were called on Wild Goose. And I'm going to ask you this about the I haven't I've, I've met I've heard nobody mention this in town. Why is Rashad Wild Goose getting pulled up and being inserted into the lineup instead of guys that you kept on your practice squad like Danny Johnson and Corn Elder well, who've been with well, you all training camp? Yet you go I, with an outsider and expect him to come in and produce. It's an excellent question, and it and it begs another question. Well, if if this guy's better than them, then why are they still here? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, it's a laundry you know, so list. That's of what stuff. I don't I don't understand. Like the decisions that get made about personnel and 
you know, again, and I'm not blaming, I'm not singling out Jamin Davis. I'm just saying they made it clear they didn't like the way Jamin Davis was playing. Well, you've got options. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like, you've got people that you're paying money who play the same position. <clears throat> You got options if you want to try something different, and they had, and they pulled back a little bit on it. But it just, it's not, it hasn't been good enough to make the difference. And it, it at some point, it has to start making a difference on the football field, you know. And and it just isn't. And again, I was, you know, not patting myself on the back here. Oh, go ahead, David. But all you, I kept saying last year years. was, well, no, no, no. All I kept saying last year was. Tell me again why you're letting the one pro bowler you have walk out the door. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's... you know, um, and I, now you hear, well, he didn't want to be here. Well, you didn't really give him the money that you have to give somebody in his, in his position to keep him here. You know, and is it, is it a lot of money? Yeah. And he's, but is he really good? Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I hate to break it to you, but you have to pay for people who are really good at what they do in sports. That's, that's the deal, you know, like, so, um, so now you've created another hole and you said, well, we now you say, okay, well, the hole's filled. Didn't look like it's Sunday. Didn't look like what it's I Sunday saw was a, what I, what I saw was the middle of your offensive line getting pushed back into your quarterback play after play after play. Yeah, and it's tough. And, and it all circles back to the point of, you know, Ron Rivera, the GM, is harming Ron Rivera, the coach. Now, I will say this, DA, and I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. This is not th- – this is unlike any other three-year stretch during the Snyder era because Dan Snyder has never been under this much scrutiny from the outside right. world and then internally. So right. I, I look at it like this. Ron Rivera won seven games in his first two seasons – They'd be the way they've looked the first three weeks. They'd be hard pressed to get to seven victories. Yet, I haven't heard anything about the seat being warmed. We all know how Dan Snyder has operated in previous years. It's a results-driven business, and Dan Snyder mm-hmm. does not have the most patience in the world. Do you think the fact that Ron Rivera is kind of coming here as the cleanup guy? Do you think it's bought him some more time to to produce results on the football field? I think there's a couple of things to your point. I think Dan Snyder is busy right now. To be honest, <laughs> like, like he's got other stuff on his plate that he has to deal with immediately. Right. Um, you know, so um, I think the last thing he needs is to now not only bring in a new coach, but a new GM because you got to bring in a GM now um, yeah. um, to replace the one that's making all the decisions. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he wants that on his plate. So I think his, you know, it, it, he's going to take the path of least resistance at this point and kind of ride it out with his coach. And, and in fairness, you know, it's three games into the season. I don't think we should panic. I don't think people should just throw their hands up and say the season is lost. Right. But certainly that, that Eagles game was a major step back. Um, if you're saying you have aspirations to be, a division winning team. I mean, you're playing at home and granted it's not the best, you know, from a crowd standpoint, you'd rather have it full of your fans and rather half than half, but it is what it is until you start winning. Yeah. You didn't give your fans any reason to cheer for three and a half quarters, you know? And so it felt like an Eagles home game because they're the only ones that had anything to cheer about. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's so frustrating because a lot of the times, you know, in this fan base, we're so harsh on, on, on the decision makers. And I know Jason Wright has gotten a lot of heat uh, since he's taken over for the fan experience at FedEx Field. But 
David, you hit it on the head when we first started. Nothing, no, no fan experience on the inside. No, no new mascot. No new name is going to get people to come back out in droves. It's all about winning. And right now, and I know we're only three weeks in, it just doesn't look like this team is moving in the right direction. Well, you don't see anything that you go, okay, that's going to get better, right? I mean, so that's the that's to me the number one concern that you would have going forward is that on on either side of the football, you don't see anything happening after three games that would lead you to believe, okay, that's building towards being dominant by the end of the year, right? Okay, yeah. so you need to be you need to get lucky with injuries like every other team, but you also have to see improvement and development. Like you would go okay, the running game's going to be fine in two, in three games or in three weeks where they're going to really be able to run the ball down people's throats because I see this. Right. Or the passing game is really clicking because he, he's really got a great rapport with with McLaurin. He's got a great rapport with Dotson. It kind of looked like it, and then last week Dotson didn't touch the ball. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then defensively you would say, well, they're really stout against the run or they're really getting – great pass rush pressure with just four guys so they don't have to blitz to generate pass rush. Or they're turning the ball over. They're turning the opponent over four times a game. So I see all these great things that are that are developing. You don't see anything that leads you to believe that there is improvement coming. And I don't want to be I don't I don't mean this I don't mean they can get to. Yeah, I don't mean to sound harsh, but I, I said it earlier. I mean the team looks lifeless right now. For the last two weekends yeah. Like like you just said, there's no reason for optimism. There, there really isn't. Yeah. Dia, I'll let you go on this, my man. And I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to stir the pot in any way. Mm-hmm. Is there a scenario in which Washington finishes so poorly this season that the conversation becomes real about a change at the head coaching spot? Well, sure. I mean, if they finish three and fourteen, that would not. You know, that <laughs> would you would have to. You would have to seriously look at it of course you would yes of course i don't think they will just because again i do think the schedule is is not it's not as bad as last year's um <laughs> unless they have a really really bad run with injuries i do think that they from a personnel standpoint should be able to win you know i you know i don't know somewhere between five six seven eight games you know just because again the schedule is big not very it's not very good you know, it's not, I mean, the schedule is not very, you know, challenging or formidable. Now they're, they're not going to win all those games either, but I don't right. think you're going to lose them all. Right. And right. so, um, you know, there are opportunities for them to turn it around and it is still early. Maybe you do get improvement. Um, maybe the line does play better next week and, and Wentz gets the ball out a little faster. I just think they have to do that. And this is, you know, you mentioned Rivera, but Scott Turner's got to call a better game. I mean, 100%. you just can't, you just can't – when you can't block four, why do you keep running patterns and <laughs> make it difficult <laughs> to block those four? I mean – You know, yeah. and so you got to do something else. you got to, you got you to, you know, put some different things in there, some quicker things that – and I think especially on the road, as we saw it in Detroit, where the, the crowd was loud, and, and even though they got – they didn't have a bunch of penalties, they still were a beat late, as you're, as you're going to be on the road. Right. Just because – the the crowd's loud and and that extra half second of of delay is you know could cost you. You have got to get the ball out quickly. Now Dallas knows that, so right. you know the problem is that, that you know Diggs knows that, and so is he going to start jumping routes? Probably. <laughs> 
So, you know, this is where your quarterback's got to be good. Like, your quarterback's got to throw the ball in the small window and get the ball out quick to the receivers and give them a chance to, to catch the ball and make plays up the field. It's not ideal, but you're paying the quarterback a lot of money to do this. This is a game where your quarterback's going to have to be really good to give you a chance to win. 110%. DA, look, I said that would be the last one. I got one more for you here, man, because I've, sure. I've been meaning to, to ask you this specifically. If you can, relate really? this to Ron Rivera. They've started one and two. Ron Rivera has as a head coach the last four seasons. Mm-hmm. You did not joint practice this year against any other club. You were yep. reluctant to play any of your guys in the preseason. How can we expect as an NFL franchise to get a gauge on the real strengths and weaknesses of a football team when you're only self-scouting in the offseason? Well, you know, my our, my friend Brian Mitchell says the only way you get ready to play football is to play football. Right? <laughs> you know, right. uh, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no simulation, there's nothing you can do. And, and look, I I agree with. It. I understand that teams don't want to risk injury to people in the preseason. I get it. I do. I know why that you want to make sure your guys are ready for the for the games that that matter and count. But again, the way that you're doing it isn't leading to success early in the season. Um, and you can't keep starting in a hole every year and trying to fight your way back and needing a four-game win streak just to get above 500. You know, like, you know, you can't – it's it's tough. It's hard to win in this league. You can't just kind of no, – I'm not saying they gave away these first – you know, those two losses. But I mean, I'm call it what it is, DA, when, when you come out. They didn't play well. Yeah. They just didn't play well. They didn't give themselves a chance. They didn't give themselves a chance to win those games. Right. You know, at least, you know, week one, they didn't play great, but they gave themselves a chance to win. Um, and, and they haven't given themselves a chance to win the last two weeks. Yeah, and I'll say this, that week one win, as the season continues to move uh, further, it's going to look a whole lot better as, as the season progresses, that week one win against Jacksonville. Because they're rolling yeah. right now. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you giving me some time, D.A. Always good catching up with you. Sure, Linnell. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. That is David Aldridge of The Athletic. Always get smarter talking ball with my man, D.A. You can follow him on Twitter, at David Aldridge, D.C. <sighs> can we all decompress now after after hearing D.A., somebody with a voice of reason? Could you all say, I come on here and just want to scream and be negative? This is somebody that's been covering this franchise for the last 20-plus years. If you hear the tone of David Aldridge's voice, you can kind of tell, man, look, people in the media and this fan base are getting tired. They're getting tired. They're growing restless. Because like I said, the first, the last two weekends, this football team, for the most part, has looked lifeless. That draws me to our next point and topic of discussion here in the show. Team 980 listener lines wide open. I want to hit the phones hard here next segment. If you're listening, call in right now. This segment is for you. 301-230-0980. Based off what you've seen the first three weeks of the season, are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? I'll tell you what I think next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Team 980 and always streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Burgundy and gold today. Giving you the latest with the Washington Commanders. We've got expert analysis, fan reaction, and some of the biggest names in burgundy and gold history. Want to give a big thanks to David Aldridge of The Athletic for hopping on with this last segment. And really beginning to officially peel this onion back. Because I promise you all, that's what we're doing here today. I understand this Cowboys week. I understand we got a must-win game coming up on Sunday. But, man, let's talk about what matters. Can I tell you what? I posed the question earlier, would a win Sunday against Dallas change your mindset for the remainder of the season? Hell no. You want to know why? You should beat the Dallas Cowboys. Because they've got a backup quarterback at the helm in Cooper Rush. You should beat the Dallas Cowboys. Is that going to make me feel better about the rest of the season? Unless they come out and beat the Dallas Cowboys 155-0, to zero, no. It will not change how I feel about the remainder of the season. There are more hard-pressing issues with this team than concerning ourselves with wins on a week-in and week-out basis. Let's be completely honest. Ron Rivera has been 15-22 and 22 since he's taken over here as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. That's seven games under 500. It's pretty much on pace and on par for what he was in Carolina where he spent nine seasons and finished under 500 in six of those seasons. At what point do we start looking at the decision makers? At what point do we start looking at the people who pick players and say, hey, look, man, at some point, something's got to give. And the question I want to pose out to you all out there on the Team 980 listener lines 301-230-0980. Are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? You can tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? Because right now, as we sit here three weeks into the season, it's going to be pretty hard-pressed to tell me why I should be positive about this team moving forward. There aren't a whole lot of reasons to be optimistic about the direction of this franchise. And you all know how I come. I have numbers. I have numbers always to back up everything I'm saying. Washington right now, as we sit here about to enter week four of the National Football League, the Washington Commanders are the only team in the National Football League that is both in the bottom five of offense and defensive DVOA. That's one of the tall, it's one of the telltale metrics to evaluate the efficiency of an offense and a defense. Washington, bottom five in both categories, the only team in the National Football League that is like that. This team, talking about the Washington Commanders, have been outscored 46 to nothing in the first half in the past two weeks. Yet I'm supposed to have reason for optimism? Yet I'm supposed to be confident in this group moving forward? Hell no. Give me something to be confident about before I'm confident. I'm not like the rest of these Fairweather fans out here who are going to just cheer for whatever damn product they put out on the field. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I mentioned Washington, 15-22 and 22 since Ron Rivera has taken over of the head coach of the Washington football franchise, whatever the hell you want to call them. Nine of those 22 losses have come by 14 points or more. They're not even being competitive. They're not even being competitive at this point. 
When are we going to raise our expectations? When is Ron Rivera's feet going to be to the fire? And I wanted to ask David Aldridge that for multiple reasons. And I kind of hit on it with him. Look, this is one of the most unprecedented three-year stretches in Daniel Snyder's uh, tenure as the owner here for multiple reasons. He's never had this much public scrutiny surrounding his ownership of the team. He was forced to change the name. He hired a head coach and gave him complete autonomy after going 500 in six of his nine years on his previous job. You know what that tells me? That tells me old Danny boy, talking about Dan Snyder, was trying to buy some time for this franchise. And he views Ron Rivera as a good public face for the on-field product, while off the field, things are going haywire. Let's call it what it is. There was a report that came out this weekend that multiple owners across the National Football League are ready to tell Daniel Snyder, hey, look, bud, I think it's about time you sell this team. And look, we've been at this point. We've been here before with Daniel Snyder. The only thing that's changed over the, over the years is the coaches. We all know Snyder's probably not ever going to sell this team. But right now, we're as close to a sale of this team as we've ever been. And it won't happen. It won't happen. And I think the only reason Ron Rivera's job is safe right now is because of what's happening with the team off the field. Jay Gruden, the last head coach of this Washington franchise, had a 41.8% winning percentage in five years, right? Ron Rivera, in his first three years, has a 41.6 winning percentage. Jay Gruden had two winning seasons in his first three years. Ron hasn't had one, yet Jay Gruden was fired. You know why Jay Gruden was fired? Because Ron Rivera wasn't dealing, excuse me, because Daniel Snyder wasn't dealing with all the public backlash that he was dealing with right now. Jay Gruden drew the short end of the stick. Luckily for Ron Rivera, though, and Ron knows it, that's why I get frustrated with everything that happens with this football team because they are very cognizant of what's going on off the field. It's his saving grace. They can say they're tired of it. They can say it's a distraction. I'm not hearing any of it. You know why? The off-the-field distractions are the only reason Ron Rivera is not on the hot seat heading into this season. You finish under 500 in back-to-back seasons. In back-to-back seasons, you regressed significantly in your second season on the job. And now, through three weeks, it looks like you're taking another step back. Yet we're not talking about Ron Rivera and his job being in jeopardy. Why? Why? When is the standard going to be higher? It's okay to accept the fact that maybe Ron Rivera was just a bridge guy. Maybe Ron Rivera was just somebody to come in here and change the culture and clean things up until we can get a real football person in the right seats here. I'll continue to say the record all show long. I have no problem saying the record. I don't have to answer to anybody. Nobody's going to revoke my access. Ron Rivera is 15-22 and 22 as the head coach of the Washington football franchise. Yet there's no pressure. Yet there's no pressure 
for him to win. You know why I say there's no pressure for him to win? You don't add anybody in the offseason after your defense was 29th in the National Football League in DVOA. You went out and you added nobody. You know what that tells me? You're comfortable. You're complacent. You know, no matter what the hell the result is on Sundays, your job is safe. And that's exactly where we've gotten with this franchise. There is nothing Ron Rivera can do to get fired. This team, realistically speaking, would have to lose every single game for the remainder of this season for Ron Rivera's job to possibly be in jeopardy. That's where we're at right now with this club. He can do no wrong. He was hired to be the public face of the mess that Dan Snyder created. And I'll tell you what, he's done a good job being a puppet. He's done a good job being a talking head, but he hasn't done a good job being a football coach and picking players. Let's go through some of the commander's drafts over the past few seasons. Let's go back to his initial draft class in 2020, headed by Chase Young. You drafted Chase Young, Antonio Gibson, Sadiq Charles, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Keith Ishmael, Kalik Hudson, Cam Curl, and James Smith-Williams. Chase Young was the number two overall pick in the draft. I love him to death. Rooting for him. Wasn't worth the pick in hindsight. Could have went and selected a quarterback. Wasn't worth the pick. Antonio Gibson, somebody that you brought in here, you changed his position and expected him to go out and be able to succeed. He has not lived up to his draft selection yet. Sadiq Charles, you drafted him in the third round. He can't even get on the damn field. You let Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers walk in free agency, yet the offensive lineman that you drafted can't play? That's a reflection on you, Ron Rivera. That's a reflection on you as a talent evaluator. And I've been saying this all offseason long. Ron Rivera, the GM, is going to end up getting Ron Rivera, the head coach, fired. This is a results-driven industry. I say it all the time. We can't even pick players. We signed Trey Turner from off the street. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't want Trey Turner, but Ron Rivera said, oh, of course, you play for the Panthers. You can come be a player on my team, son. We want to preach competition. We want to preach competition throughout the year. That's what Ron Rivera's, one of his buzzwords is, right? Competition. Trey Turner practiced about three times during training camp. Yet he was hand-gifted the starting job at right guard in week one of the regular season. Why? Did he earn it? No. Got beat like a drum last week. Are we surprised that he got beat like a drum? He didn't practice all offseason. Yet we're surprised? This team failed to address their biggest needs this offseason. They let go of key depth pieces and replaced them with nobody. Yet we're surprised that this football team has gotten out to a one and two start. Yet we're surprised that the direction of this football team is not going in the right direction. We're surprised at all of that. Let's go back to last year's draft class. Jamin Davis in the first round. Out of position. Tried to make him a middle linebacker. He's clearly not a middle linebacker. <clears throat> Sam Cosme, who all the pundits coming out said he played tackle in college, but at the NFL level, he projects out to be a guard. They left him out on an island the past two weekends against the Detroit Lions and against the Philadelphia Eagles, and he got beat like a drum. It's not Sam Cosme's fault, though. You want to know why? He's playing out of position because that's what we do here in Washington. I don't care what regime it's been. We have the propensity to go out 
and stick square pegs into round holes. And until that changes, the results aren't going to change. Benjamin St. Juiced, you drafted last season, looks to be one of your only bright spots out of that draft class. Benjamin St. Juiced, Derek Forrest, and John Bates are your only bright spots from that class. Everybody else, less than to be desired. At some point, at some point, we've got to start pointing our finger of blame to the decision makers that are a part of this football team. I know I just went off on a, a rant there, but I say all that to say this. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? Based off what you've seen in the first two seasons of Ron Rivera at the helm, and now what you've seen in three games of Ron Rivera at the helm, are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? Let's go to let's go to Steve, who's in Columbia, wants to tap in. What's going on, Steve? Hey, how you doing? Hey, look, uh, you made some good points. Let, let me say this. So you're, you're kind of part of the media. So they're in there. They're asking the questions. They're not really asking these type of questions of, of the topics that you just mentioned. I don't hear that ever. You want to know why, thing. Steve? Second and I don't mean is, to cut you off, Steve. You want to know why? Because I don't have anybody why? to answer to. I don't have any. I'm not worried about okay. getting my press pass revoked. Got the you. other members of the okay. media, I'm going to call why? it what it is. These are my brothers. Love them. Sisters, love them. We got to start asking the real questions. This is Washington, D.C. This isn't Carolina. Ron Rivera right. yesterday well, got me, up on me, the podium and tried to punk the media. Go ahead. I, let me say this. I was at, at the game Sunday, man. It was a disgrace. Felt, felt I was in, in Philly, to be honest with you. And let me, let me get to Ron Rivera's situation. See, it's, it's messed up. Snyder has so much stuff going on that he is probably either not really paying attention to what Ron's doing on the field. Ron is overwhelmed. Ron is not a GM. The, the three Martys, he hired Yes Man. And the product that we see on the field, the demeanor of the players, I really believe is a reflection of the coach. His calm, this calmness, this demeanor. They're not competitive. They don't come out fired up. Your boy Montez Sweat has done absolutely nothing. 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 He didn't have no pressures in the, in the game. And, and, and it's inexcusable, man. Who, who is Ron accountable to Nobody. right now? That's a, that's a problem. Himself, right? Right. And he's I, not, not, not going to fire himself. He's exactly. getting paid good money, man. But I don't see anything improving. I really don't. Because Ron doesn't, hasn't demonstrated that he's willing to make changes to get better. He's shown that. When Carolina let him go, he should have just – we should have never took the bait, man. I'm telling you, he's not the right guy for this type of position. We need to go younger. Hey, I appreciate the call, Steve. Look. This is a safe space for everybody who's bared witness to the ineptitude that this team has put out on the field the last three seasons. Go back to the playoff year. Go back to COVID. Go back to 2020. You crawled into the playoffs. You crawled. You had every opportunity to go out and get a franchise quarterback. You're a head coach that was supposed to be given full autonomy of what the hell was going on. Yet, with the number two overall pick in the draft, you selected a pass rusher that hasn't made an impact yet. Because you had Dwayne Haskins on the roster. God bless his soul. But Ron Rivera, when he took the job here, knew that Dwayne Haskins wasn't the guy for the job. You had complete autonomy of this roster. And you chose to neglect the most important position on the field. And this, this is the results of that. You made your bed, Ron Rivera. Now, now it's time that you lay in it. 
Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. The lines aren't actually open. They're full. So if you're there, stay there. Phil, Corey, Will, Keith, everybody who's on the line, I'll get to you on the other side of this break. The question remains the same. Are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? We'll hear from you guys next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, we're bad, all right. Team 980 in the Odyssey app. It's a safe space, ladies and gentlemen. 301-230-0980. If y'all can't tell, I've reached my breaking point. And it takes a hell of a lot to get me there. But at this point, I don't know what else to do. I can't keep watching the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And what's become so frustrating about this team is the decision makers continue to put their foot in their mouth at every chance they get. Last year, hell, when Ron Rivera first took over, he said the goal was to create a sustained winning culture. You know what's a part of a sustained winning culture? Competition. He preached competition. He gave us that BS quarterback competition last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. We all know Taylor Heineke didn't get a fair crack at being the starter last year. Who was he fooling? Constantly trying to pull the wool over the eyes of this fan base and the media. I say it all the time. Newsflash, Ron. This isn't Carolina. Newsflash, Ron. This is not Carolina. Trey Turner. Free agent acquisition at offensive guard this year for the Washington Commanders. Did not practice at all during training camp. I believe he practiced twice during training camp. Yet, he was rolled out there as this team's starting guard. You all watch the film. You watch the game just like I do. Based on his performance on Sunday, does he deserve to be the starting guard of this football team? No. But guess what? They refuse to make changes because it's only three games into the season. We can't panic. There's so much more football left to go. All of our goals are still out there in front of us. Yeah, they are. But at some point, you can't keep banging your head against the wall expecting it not to swell up. That's the best way I could put it. That's the best way I could put it. If you're on the line, we'll get to you here in a second. 301-230-0980. Are you confident about the direction of the Washington Commanders moving forward? Washington is 15-22 and ever since Ron Rivera has taken over here as the head coach of this football team. Nine of those 22 losses have come by 14 points or more. We're not even being competitive. We're not even being competitive. Let's go to Phil, who's in Dumfries. Phil, are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders moving forward? I've been a fan for 68 years. I am not confident. However, 
we got to play it out. Uh, what I'm looking for now at this point, I don't care if they beat the Cowboys. And actually, I don't care who they beat. I want to see them play the right players and see if they can develop some guys like Forrest, like continue to develop Curl, continue to develop the Juice, uh, get Yami Brown in the game, get Amari Rogers in the game, play Heineke because he's the only guy that's going to get those other guys involved. And we need them. We need to see if they're going to develop. We're not going to learn that from Wentz. I gave him a chance with Wentz. I didn't uh, criticize the move, but it's over. He clearly is not the guy. Now we got to develop the guys that we got. If it means move Cosby to guard, those are the things they got to do now with the time they got left this season. Is to, and they got to get Milne, get somebody else out there to return punch to see if we got a guy that can do it. He isn't the guy. Play some of the guys that are still young. Give them the experience. Fuller is not a full-time guy on the outside. He should be in the slot. That's where he made his name. Leave the juice out there. I don't like Jackson that much, but play him on the outside. Uh, the safety is the worst free safety I have seen in my entire 68 years of watching. Are you talking about Bobby McCain? Redskins. Bobby McCain. He's <laughs> overmatched. He he just doesn't he did not, have look, the talent. I, I, I appreciate the call, Phil. He did not have his best game on Sunday. The big play to Devontae Smith right before the half, Bobby McCain does a tremendous, and I truly do mean a tremendous job, running from the opposite hash all the way over to the football, yet doesn't complete the play. That's what Ron Rivera means when he says guys just aren't making plays. And I agree with him on that. The difference, though, between me and Ron Rivera is if I know somebody's out there not making plays, I'm not going to leave them in there to continue to not make plays. There's a reason you keep 53 men on the roster. Because if one guy's play isn't cutting it, the next guy's got to play. And until Washington adopts that mentality, nothing, and I mean nothing, is going to change. Let's go to Johnny, who's in D.C. and wants to tap in. What's going on, Johnny? Hey. How's doing today, man? I'm good, man. I love, I love the fiery nature, man. I, I, I can say I 100% agree with you today on everything you're saying. Uh, I've been saying this about Ron Rivera since we hired him. I didn't really understand the hire. I mean, he's gotten fired after we just beat him. I didn't really understand why we hired him in the in the first place. I mean, then he brought all the guys that he just finished getting fired from North uh, from the Panthers with. He brought all the same guys with him here. To, to 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 give it a second go round after nine years, that it didn't none of that made sense to me. So I mean, I'm not really understanding direction. We keep talking about guys that don't fit his system, and he's picking his guys, and it's just it's just a big ass show, man. It doesn't make any sense what he's doing right now. And I, I'd say make him finish the year, to, to let him finish this year out, and let him earn his money at least for this year. Ain't no need to send him home. And paying them to sit at home, but let them go ahead and finish this year out. But after this year, I think Dan, everybody, we should be looking for a new coach staff, maybe a new GM too, because yeah. uh, it doesn't make sense what's going on right now. Yeah, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, it is what it is, and I'm never a proponent of going out and trying to get people fired or or or, or asking for guys' jobs to be taken away from them. Look, it's a results-driven business. 
You are 15 and 22 on the job. How long do you get? How long do you get? How long is it going to take before somebody above him says, hey, look, this isn't cutting it. We're not going to accept this. Until we reach that point, nothing is going to change with this franchise. If you're on the line, stay there. we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, the floor is yours. 301-230-0980. Are you confident in the direction of the Washington Commanders? We'll hear from you guys next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.